Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. Hi. I have a headache. I'm trying to get rid of it. We had a, a, no promises. a work party on a Wednesday. The whole office is in like 30% grump mode. <laughs> like everyone's just people a are little hungover. Like, they're hungover. They're a little just like, ugh. You know time. what I've been getting as I've gotten older? What? I get food hangovers. Oh, that's not When fun. I eat poorly mm. and don't drink enough water, I am like wake up in the middle of the night sick. Oh, no. Like I'm just like really hot. It's like a hangover, but it's you haven't even really had any alcohol. It's food. That's really depressing. My body doesn't love junk food, your, but my heart does. Your body hates you a lot of the time. R- really um, does. It's very I don't unfortunate. Know. I don't know, like, what witch I upset, but I have been cursed. Like, the, the, the good witch? Then I don't think a good witch would curse me, though. Maybe, though. Maybe because mm-hmm. she was like, I'm the good witch, and you really pissed me off. And I'm bad. Yeah. I'm Willa Ford. I want to be bad. <laughs> Perfect. Good reference. Okay. What, what are you fangirling over? Ooh, what am I fangirling You're going over? first. Okay. So I have had a re-love affair with Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. I sort of forgot that it existed just because I don't drink that much soda, but I've kind of been drinking more soda lately and went to Chick-fil-A because I'm a trash yeah, can uh-huh, uh-huh. and I ordered a Diet Coke and the woman said, oh, so I'll get you that Diet Dr. Pepper. And I was like, that's not what I said, but, but okay. that's what I want. And, <laughs> and I went with a friend and she then was very excited about the Diet Dr. Pepper. We shared it mm-hmm. like a super mm-hmm. cute lesbian couple we had two straws and we were on a date it was mm-hmm. adorable it's a dream it tastes exactly like regular dr pepper does it really it is the best diet soda i think yeah. in my opinion i mean it's all poison but oh it's straight poison but great poison yeah straight poison great poison i've never been a big fan of diet sodas see i grew up on diet soda mm-hmm. i never had regular soda We were a diet soda household. Mm. I do like a Coke Zero, which is like a different kind of poison, but. Yeah. I overdid it on Coke Zero for about a year, and now I can't drink it anymore. Fair. I mean, I just don't understand why we all just don't have Mexican Coke all the time because Mm -hmm. it's so good. Yeah. It's perfect. Why isn't there Mexican Diet Coke? That's Coke Light. But I feel like it's different. I don't know. Nonetheless. What are you fangirling over? I forgot to fangirl over this last week. But I went to the It Chapter 2 experience on Um, Hollywood and Vine. I'm sorry, what? It's a mini horror maze, I guess. You go to different rooms. No, thank you. And I would say for like a normal fan of horror, not that scary. Mm -hmm. But for me and my two friends, the most scary. Really? We were the loudest ones in our group. I think everyone hated us. (laughs) We were screaming at the music alone. Oh, no. There was a mirror that scared us. Like, Everything was scary. And then at the end, in the final room, Pennywise actually comes out. Oh, no, no. But he just, like, runs into a room. It's not like he pops out on the side. He, like, runs into the room. But for me, he ran at me. Oh, God. And I have video footage. It looks like he's going to eat me. Like, it gets right in my face. Terrifying. And I'm screaming. And then you hear me. It's a sound I've never heard myself do. Uh Uh-oh. A scared laugh, oh. and it is so high and crazy, but it's, like, pure delight. Like, I love it, yeah. but I obviously hate it. In line, I, like, couldn't stand still. I was getting so nervous. I, just, I was like, like I got to go to the bathroom now. I got to – we got to get out of here. So very nervous and excited for 
October activities. I just, like, I don't understand that emotion of being like, I'm so scared, but I'm having the best time. Like, I just don't you get don't that. You don't have the best time until you look back on it That's or it's my over. Thing. You're not having so much fun during. But you, like, are you know you're about to subject yourself <laughs> to terror but in a 24 hours, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. I just, like, I can't do that middle ground. Like, I just want it to be really fun right now. I don't need to be terrified. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Apparently. But I also hate it. I, it's so hard to describe. I know. It's so fascinating to me. Is your October calendar, like, already lit? <sighs> um, I need to make plans. In a couple weeks, we're going to write out the calendar. It's going to be busy. I'm kind of nervous. For my body, I a lot's going to happen. Have you thought about your Halloween costume already? It's Someone's already working on it for <gasps> me. Like you've commissioned it? Yeah. Wow. My fairy godmother, great aunt, is working on a costume for me. Because I couldn't find it last year, so I'm making it happen this year. Amazing. Love that. Moving up in the world, commissioning things. Yeah. Love that. I mean, she made my Tootsie costume a few years ago, so. Mm, we all know how that turned out. We can always count on Aunt Carolyn to deliver. You did a very good job with Liberty Bell, though, last year, although. The 487 text messages that we have may say Considering otherwise. But I put it together in two weeks, yeah. I'm pretty job. proud of it. And I love those tights. I want to put them on all the time. Oh, yeah. It's just ones. like shimmer tights. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, let's wear shimmer tights. They tighten everything up, too. Yeah. Oh. And you just like want to smack your legs and like dance around. Yeah. They're the best. Speaking of tights, forgot about this. I spent $100 on baby dance stuff because my worth daughter it. Okay, is worth it. in tap and ballet i bought her tap shoes and i bought her two pairs of white tights oh my god have not had to put said tights on said toddler yet feels like it'll be terrible but and she's like a bruiser she's like not like a delicate flower of a child but she loves this little tutu very excited about it there's a recital i can't wait i'm going to i'm I'm gonna gonna die I, I don't know. But I literally was like, oh, like, I want her to play sports, like, blah. And then next thing you know, I've bought, like, 14 tutus and tights and She can do both. She can do both. She's trying it out. She's trying soccer yeah. as well. Also very young for sports. Yeah, she's testing yeah. out soccer in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> just really getting her in the mix. I just want to know what her, like, Olympic situation mm, is going to be. What her abilities are. Oh, have I talked on the podcast about how I fangirled over Apollo Ono to his face? Oh, no, you haven't. (laughs) Oh, it was quite embarrassing. Um, uh, Friends of friends, I don't know, I saw him on the Fox lot, and they were with him, and he introduced himself. Like, but I hadn't processed that it was Apollo Ono, (laughs) the winningest American, like, winter athlete of all time. And I... As he's introducing himself, it clicks in my brain because he's very attractive. Uh And he goes, oh, hi, I'm Apollo. He he does not finish. And I say, I know who you are. And then I go, no one loves the Olympics more than me. And like just lost it. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's such an honor to meet you. Just totally was a nerd. It was very embarrassing. I think my friends were very embarrassed that they knew me. I'm embarrassed for you. And I've heard this story before. It was awkward. But great. Yeah. Can you imagine hearing that? No one Nobody loves the Olympics more than me. Like, like I was defiant about it, too. Yeah. I was just like, oh, no, Apollo, oh, no. Like, I know you were there, but no, I, I get it. love it. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. Okay. You know what I don't love? One of the movies Ugh. we watched. I borderline hated it. I didn't wow. finish it. That's how I felt about Ugh. it. It was... Can we get it out of the way? Yeah, we Let's can do it do first. do it first. So you chose... How did you find these two TV movies? Um, it's a little thing called the internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me about um, it. So I searched camp movies. Okay. 
found these. I wanted well, I end found story. one, and I wanted like a good pair for it. Yeah, found the other. Mm-hmm. Perfect. The end. What did you find first? Camp Cucamonga. The second one. And okay. we are doing Poison Ivy first. Get now, it out of the way. If this had been Poison Ivy with Drew Barrymore, lit. different story. Totally great. Like, I would be all about talking about Sarah it. Sarah Gilbert. Yeah. But no. Poison Ivy, 1985. There are some fun facts about it, though. TV movie. Two teenage summer camp counselors struggle with their young campers, providing a variety of humorous situations and romantic encounters. I'm already mad. That's not accurate. This movie is listed as a romantic comedy. How? How? Very strange. But it does star Michael J. Fox and Nancy McKeon. Okay, so there, one is a camp counselor, one is a camp nurse. Mm-hmm. Camp nurse Joe, I'm calling her. <laughs> yeah, just obviously, Joe. Obviously, from the Facts of Life. From now on, Joe. Joe is engaged. Is and she Michael team? J. Fox does not care. Doesn't give a shit. It's gross. No. They just meet, and he's like, you need to break up with your fiance. You need to, like, every time. Oh, he's There's he, something about it. And he has macked on 12 girls before this. Yeah. Too. Just, like, lying to their faces. And you're supposed to root for these characters to get together? No. But There's uh, no way. But so, okay, in this description, two teenage summer camp counselors. So are we talking about Nancy McKeon, a.k.a. Joe, as a teen at this point? And she's engaged? She's in college, right? I guess. Uh, I guess they could be 19. I don't know. Again, teens in the 80s and 90s always getting married mm-hmm. so early. Um, but so this movie pre- premiered on February 10th, 1985, five months before Back to the Future. Okay. So he is... Alex P. Keaton at this point. Like, people know him, mm-hmm. but it's not – you're not Next Marty level. McFly. Yeah, you're not Marty McFly. Um, and it – but he is just so Michael J. Fox in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like – he has a way about him physically that is very indicative of just, like, all of his acting. I don't know. Um, it could have been a long episode of Family Ties. It could have been a very long episode <laughs> of, of Family Ties, yes. Um, so this was shot at – uh, the fictional Camp Pinewood, which is located in Clifton, Maine. Maine looked beautiful. Yeah. I definitely wanted From to go to Maine. From what I could tell on the bad VHS quality I watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I thought you would appreciate this. Some of Friday the 13th Part 6 Ooh. was also shot at the Ooh, same part camp. Part 6. I'm, you know, I'm slowly rewatching the, that series of mm-hmm. films, and I haven't got to Part 6 yet. I think I finished Part 5. Interesting. So a lot of Michael J. Fox, Joe situation, but a a lot of it on the boys at the camp. Um, One boy in particular always trying to run away. Always trying to run away. I 20 minutes in, I wanted to give this zero canoes. It's because (laughs) they were never at camp. Half of this movie is at bus and train stations. Yeah, because this little kid's trying to run away. And then they go to another, they, like, break into the girls' camp, and that's, like, the creepiest thing I've ever seen. There's one little kid who's very much, like, he's trying to be, like, a manager. He's basically running a candy scheme the whole— Which I support. I support it. That's a good—that's a good movie. Yeah. Candy Scheme. Candy Scheme. That's our new movie. (laughs) He's just trying to, like, broker deals for other ways to get candy. But he is a schemer— and he's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kid, uh, his name in the movie is Jerry Disbro. I'm like, what no. kind of last name is that? Um, but another fun thing, he's reading this like 
lady magazine called Mystique magazine. And in the still, you can see an ad for Wade's Wintergreen, mm-hmm. which this ad has been used in, like, Malcolm in the Middle, Married with Children. Oh, like, it's, fun. like, a fake brand. And, like, if you look at all the candy that they have, it's all, like, Pete's, which is, like, Hershey's. <laughs> like, it's, like, all these, like, fake brands of candy. I love a fake brand. I know. I like the Heisler beer that pops up in every show. Especially a fake brand that becomes a real brand. Mm-hmm. Respect. Very fun. Um, so just the movie in general, pretty boring. Very boring. Two hours long with commercials because I was blessed. Someone on YouTube put a version without and with commercials. Original 1985 commercials. Mm-hmm. I chose to watch it with. I watched without. The commercials were the saving grace of this movie. <laughs> yeah. But they were all, they were the most... 1985. It was all like for beef and cheese. <laughs> all of the commercials were just like a lot of meat and uh-huh. cheese slices on subs. Uh-huh. And then there was a Diet Coke commercial, oh. which I'd never seen, and it had this cool jingle. It was like, Diet Coke, it's one of a kind. And Kelly LeBrock was in it. What? Yes. Oh, that's fun. So I had a good time on that end. On that end. You missed out. Yeah, the the New York Times uh, reviewer for this movie said that Poison Ivy was two hours of tedium. Not wrong. Yeah. Sir. There's this whole thing about color wars, which yeah. I guess is a very popular camp yes. event. Always a competition. Yeah, you're on a team. You love your color. Mm-hmm. You love your team. You hate everyone else. Yeah. And the color war tears everyone apart. But yeah, you're, everyone you're, hates each other. You're competing against, like, your bunk mates. And on top of that, I don't feel like anyone likes to be at this camp. Yeah, I wasn't getting the sense that anyone liked Camp Pinewood. Yes. And then all of a sudden there was like a creepy older man who kind of had like a Home Alone vibe mm-hmm. where it's like everyone's scared of this guy. But actually he was just a painter. Oh. What? <laughs> With an axe? With an axe. Oh, it was a very frustrating time for me. But yeah. I made it through. You made it through. It was funny, though, when I was looking for information on the internet, um, aforementioned internet, a lot of people commenting that this was, like, their favorite camp movie. They've watched it, like, a thousand times. It's so boring. It It's just long. This one candy schemer is, like, kind of a jerk, and, like, one kid almost drowns. Like, it's like a whole... I don't know. I just didn't like it. There's a, a rival camp counselor named Ike who kind of There were sucks. a ton of characters, too, we didn't need. No, a real horny wife of the camp director uh-huh. who's smoking with a cigarette extender the whole time. That was which cool. was pretty cool. But it was just meh. That was it. Yeah. It was a meh. I was pretty disappointed. I was pretty disappointed as well. Not as disappointed, though, in Camp Colorado. No. I enjoyed myself. I did too. Uh, so 1990, standard camp shenanigans and romance amongst the counselors and campers at a lakefront summer camp. This movie has so many people in it. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. It was like TGIF threw up on a TV movie. But it was like pre-TGIF. Like, yeah. I mean, all these people were very like new Stars. I've referenced this um, many times in the past, but my mm-hmm. favorite TV movie is this movie called Dance Till Dawn, mm-hmm. and it's literally every na- like late eighties, early nineties. Why 90s haven't we teen. watched it? I mean, maybe we should just watch it next. But it felt very similar to me. It was literally like you, 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 you. All you kids on these TV shows go do this thing, and that is which is probably a dream anyway, because they work on the same lots and they know each other. Yeah. Okay. So here are some of the people we get. 
John Ratzenberger, cheers. Mm -hmm. Brian Robbins, head of the class. Mm -hmm. Chad Allen, my two dads and later Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Mm -hmm. Candace Cameron, Full House, prime DJ Tanner era. Mm -hmm. The bangs. Yes. Um, What is it? Josh Saviano and Danica McKellar, Wonder Years. Mm -hmm. Jaleel White, Family Matters. Mm -hmm. Dorothy Lyman, Mama's House. And Sherman Hemsley. Just pops up. What? He just, he pops up. He's a big part of the movie. Yeah. But most notably, Jennifer Aniston's in this movie. She drives a bus. She drives a bus. She wears some ill-fitting shorts. She's the daughter of the camp director, so she's John Ratzenberger's daughter. A big role in this movie. Um, Fun fact, Matthew Perry auditioned for a part in this movie. I'm guessing it would have been, like, the love interest for Jennifer Aniston, which is really funny. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, you get a baby Brecken Meyer. Baby Brecken Meyer. Within two seconds of watching the low-quality YouTube video that we watched, I was like, is that Brecken Meyer? I can't really tell. Also watched it after a company party, so I was a little sleepy. Um, but, yeah, it's it focuses much more on the kids, mm-hmm. I think, than on the counselors. Yeah. But you get a decent amount of counselor. Yeah, because, I well. mean, there is, like, an inspection story that's mm-hmm. pretty heavy in the movie where you get – Sherman Hemsley comes in. He's a handyman. Yes. Mistaken for the inspector of the yes. camp. Yes. There's a gentleman that's supposed to be coming to give the camp its accreditation. And without the accreditation, no one wants to send their kids to, like, a shady camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so – but it, it, there's a mix-up. Uh, John Ratzenberger believes that the inspector is actually the handyman and the handyman is actually the inspector. Him like shit. Yeah, he's such a dick to him. Yeah. I was like, this is not a cute look. Um, but also, like, the main thing that's going on here is Danica McKellar, so Lindsay, who's like a like a tough girl. Uh, Cinderella poster, <laughs> Motley Crue t-shirts. Leather jacket in the summer. Cool. Cool. What this is. But what we learn, she seems aloof, she seems cool. What we learn is that there's trouble at home mm-hmm. and that her parents likely are going to get a divorce. Yeah. She's very upset about this. Guess who has a huge crush on her? Who? It's Max. It's Paul from The Wonder Years. And it just threw me the whole time. I was like, no, Paul, you can't have Winnie Cooper. This is, this is too much. See, for me, I thought this was, like, the selling point for everyone to join this movie was you get to play an opposite or, like, something different. Like, Winnie Cooper, you're the girl next door. You get to be the kind of bad girl. Yeah. And, Paul, you never get the girl, so yeah. you can have one. Oh, we're not mentioning that uh, the girl who sings Cookie Time in True Beverly Hills is also in this movie and immediately spotted her and was like, that's the Cookie Time girl. Um, I believe her name is Jasmine in True Beverly Hills. Um, I think you're right, and I guess Jaleel White is not a nerd. He's like cool. Yeah. No, you're probably he's more right. Stefan, I would say. He's a little more Stefan. Not quite. Full I mean, he's Stefan. very young. He's a baby Stefan. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good point. They all got to play like yeah. off type. But it's all, you know, Lindsay doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to make friends with anyone. She literally is sleeping outside because she hates her bunkmates. They're mean to her. And over the summer, everyone sort of forms these friendships. And a big group of friends is formed because of stake. Steak yes. played an important role in this film. Mm-hmm. Like New York City is the fifth character of Sex and the City, <laughs> Steak was Steak. the fiftieth character in Camp Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. It really brought them together. Yeah, because because a group of kids want to make steak to impress girls, 
So they steal steak. They steal steak and, and a grill. cook it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then they get lost, yep. and they have to use someone's tights to catch a fish. <laughs> yes. And Winnie Cooper <laughs> knows how to do all this because her dad taught her how to camp. Uh-huh. So that's how she impresses everyone. Yeah. Um, very strange. There's too a, much steak. Too much steak. Maybe too much horse riding. Lot There was just some confusing things. Right at the end, uh, Winnie Cooper's mom drives up. To, to meet her. Um, she's all thrown for a loop. And she had said that she wanted to come home from camp. Now she's made these friends. She wants to stay. It's a little bit of a, of a, a caper situation mm-hmm. as well. They're trying to help and support each other, um, get out of trouble. Yeah. And then on the counselor side, there's like a crazy horny guy mm-hmm. who's like sleeping with all the girls mm-hmm. yet still wins Jennifer Aniston's heart. That's the thing. All these like... This is what happens at camps. Uh, Supposedly. Michael J. Fox, According to thing. these films. Being a horny dude and fun, and still gets the actual girl that he wants, but still, yeah. like, making out with other girls this in the middle. gross. A few things about this movie I loved. You probably missed this, but there's a line that says, you expect me to have a romantic dinner with Freddy's nightmares around? That's a specific call to a short-lived horror show called Freddy's Nightmares, uh-huh. which is, like, a Tales from the Crypt, host- but it's hosted by Freddy Krueger. Okay. And it lasted, like, a year. Okay. So very topical reference uh-huh. very cool very on top of it um the sitcom music in yes. this movie the weird interludes yes it was like watching brady bunch or something mm-hmm. for a whole movie it was very and strange. then they make a music video to a song that's kind of like bust a move The best part of the movie. The, the whole best it came part came out of nowhere. came out of nowhere. They make this rap video in an attempt to save the, the camp's accreditation. And somehow it gets televised. No, and it's I, edited. I think he, like, sends don't the know VHS. How it works. He, he, like, they send the, the videotape to but the head accreditor? I don't know. Where was the film crew who <laughs> added the text to the video? I I, I don't have a lot know. of questions. A lot of high-tech things going on at this camp, apparently. Um, but, yes, you know, felt very racist. Uh, Julia White and the Troop Beverly Hills girl are the stars of the rap video. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is sort of in the background. Looked very fun. Showed off the camp. Um, they did a good job mm-hmm. there. Song kind of catchy. Uh, but, yeah, all of a sudden, just like, you know what we're going to do? You know what's very topical in 1990. Rap. Rap. So we're just going to insert this, this also, rap video in here. This also kind of calls back to last week. Are camp videos a big deal? You know how they were doing the home visitations yeah. in those last two movies with videos? Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing like a camp commercial outside no. of Space Camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's like all your marketing material that you have. It's that and like word of mouth. I don't yeah. know. I guess how did my parents know about any camps? I don't know. Maybe this is what happened. I mean, you're not seeing a commercial for no- Norwegian camp, though. True. That's very, very specific. True. Maybe in Minnesota. You Maybe. don't know. You don't know. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's some camp classics. There's a dance. There's some heartbreak. Uh, Candace Cameron and Chad Allen, who, by the way, I was at a wedding with once and talked to him like a dork and said that I liked Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, which I did. Um, (laughs) Oh, also, there was a great commercial I saw that was for, like, a Jane Seymour perfume. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's good. Jane Seymour always hawking some things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, Candace Cameron and Chad Allen break up. She said, last summer was fireworks. This one's fizzle. 
really sums up the two movies. Camp Cucamonga, Fireworks, <laughs> Poison Ivy, A Big Fizzle. A Big Fizzle. Which one did you watch first? Uh, Camp Cucamonga. I did Because I was excited Me to too. watch it. Yeah. And then I thought, uh, Poison Ivy will be fun. It wasn't. It wasn't. Joe, you let me down. I know. So the similarities in these movies. One huge similarity. Bennett Tramer. The same guy wrote both of them. Yeah. Six years apart. He's mostly known for Saved by the Bell. Yeah. So this makes sense. Big part of the Saved by the Bell Hawaii episode Mm -hmm. that we did earlier, too. Mm -hmm. Which also, like, then if you think about Saved by the Bell, the scene changes with all of their like little sitcom music it's very much saved by the bell yeah. for camp Cucamonga. like oh just throw in an interlude it's fine yeah just throw in some synth um and this is like i think you could argue that the primary focus in both of these movies is on the campers and the counselors are secondary yeah um and yeah just a lot of a lot of teens from tv in both of these, both of these movies. Very confused about how old they were supposed to be. Like 14 in Camp Cucamonga? Yeah. It seems, seems right. like more like a junior high camp. Okay. And no, like, little kids. Like no. when you watch Meatballs where there's, like, six-year-olds. And they had to have naps. No. The big difference is, like, the love stories. Mm-hmm. One focuses more on counselors. One focuses more on the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. One's good, one's, one's not. <laughs> one's good, one's bad. So what is your what's your canoe rating for Poison Ivy? <sighs> Honestly, one canoe. I was going to say half a canoe because I literally was just I, – one, I didn't finish it. The only thing that makes them camp-related is the color war and Michael J. Fox's outfit. Yeah. He's he wore like, like a short shorts and a polo. That polo the it whole time. It felt right. Mm-hmm. What's your canoe rating for Camp Cucamonga? Three? Yeah. I would say three and a half, four almost. Like it was a, especially – I found it believable they were at camp. Yes. Very, and it was like a main focus of the movie. Very much at camp. Like as someone who grew up on TGIF, it felt very fun. I was like, well, this is a this is a fun thing. Um, why don't TV movies like this exist anymore? Because they just feel like natural – Well, Disney Channel does them. But like not – Like Camp Rock we talked about. But like why wouldn't ABC take – all the kids that are in all their family sitcoms and make some sort of TV I don't movie. Know. I would watch that probably. I would 100% <laughs> watch that. Like, why why aren't they using it as a marketing vehicle? Because they have to be pretty cheap to make. I want them to do that with FX. So it's just like Sarah Paulson, <laughs> um, the, Billy Porter. Uh-huh. Okay, it's just Ryan Murphy. Yeah, it's just stuff. Ryan Murphy. Stuff. What else is on FX? Uh, drawing a blank. Yeah, you're like yeah, Legion. I don't know. Yeah, that guy from Legion. Atlanta. Sure. Yeah. Donald Glover. Get yeah, Donald see, Glover in there. this would be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> TV movie. Let's make it happen. Right. But it just feels like, why don't we do that anymore? It feels, I mean, when we go through all of our episodes, it's always like, oh, so-and-so got their start on TV movies. So-and-so got their Maybe. start on TV movies. Like, who's getting their start? Well, Where now everyone's getting, getting their, start? their start on Netflix movies. I guess. I guess that's the thing. I guess that's yeah. the, the non-theatrical and movie. And that actually makes sense because there are a lot of stars that are on like in multiple movies or like crossover mm-hmm. in that like kind of Netflix teen universe. All right, so that's where they've moved. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that Danica McKellar has made a big comeback in like a lifetime capacity. Oh, I think I've watched one of her movies. She's like some kind of she becomes a princess. Cuz girl be working like i was going through her imdb because she got correct me if i'm wrong i believe she has like a phd or some high level degree in in math math. and then just shot back 
shot back on the scene and was like, I see you, Candace Cameron Beret. I'm coming I'm for you. I'm convinced working for Hallmark or Lifetime movies is the dream. Yeah. So consistent work-wise. Mm-hmm. They always want you back. Expectations if you're acting, low. If you're writing, you could fart it out in a day. <laughs> like, I think we're doing the wrong thing. Probably. I mean, expectations so We just so get low. to write about holidays. They're especially missing Halloween movies, so. One of our... A Halloween romance. Well, it's funny that you say that. One of our coworkers is, like, a real big, like, Hallmark movie or Lifetime movie person, and she was talking about... She's like, oh, it's just about time for the Harvest Themes <laughs> Lifetime movies. And I was like, wow, they're really just hitting on all Yeah, all there's the so many holidays you could be doing. Mm-hmm. Just seasonal time of year. I mean, they're they're going to start airing Christmas ones next week. That's insane. That's like their bread and butter. But yeah, it's like if you were like Kelly Martin, you know, if you were like a teen star and you decide that you don't want to be crazy thin for the rest of your life and try and like be an A-list actress, just pivot on over to Lifetime Hallmark movies. Yeah. You have a great career. Yeah, you get to kiss Dean Cain. It's fine. (laughs) So much Dean Cain. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, (laughs) it could be a lot worse. Yeah, you're still working. You a lot of team game. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I think we got a little off track. It's okay. Better um, movie. Camp Cucamonga. Honestly, a short episode because we don't have much to say about Poison Ivy. Broke our hearts. You had no idea though. No, we didn't know. This, and I apologize to anyone who watched it. These are the risks that you take when you cover things that you have not seen before. But I thought it was going to be fun. I like Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. I like Nancy McKeon. Um, it was a little strange to see her as kind of like the sex symbol. Especially when she was wearing a giant shirt and blazer Yeah, that were ill-fitting. And it was summer. Yeah. Even like a summer weight blazer. Um, but yeah, Michael J. Fox just always Michael J. Fox. It's all right. It's yeah. good. Three of our movies, Back to the Future cast. Wow. Wow. What a, what a gift that movie was. Yeah. Still we is. didn't have any... Uh, Wait, who's the girl in the first Back to the Future? Everyone's going to be mad at me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know that she's actually a thing because it's Elizabeth Shue Elizabeth after. Elizabeth Shue after. Yeah, it's Elizabeth Shue in two and three. Yeah. But the first girl, I don't know what happened to her. She gone. She gone. I don't know. All right. Tell us, did you guys watch it? I, I If you have not watched Camp Cucamonga, you should watch it. I was pretty excited because we just added uh, movies to TV time, and I went in to add it, and it was there. And one oh, other person had added it, and I was like, is this was it Natalie? Me? I think so. <laughs> Maybe I haven't done it. I've been behind on my watching, I was, I so I haven't been very good at tracking. All right. That's okay. All right. Send us an email. Did you think Poison Ivy deserved a half a canoe? Please tell us. Yeah. Um, or find us on social. So until next week. Bye. bye.